0: Welcome to the Million Dollar Multi-Op Podcast. Here, you're going to find education, entertainment, and a little inspiration on how to get to the next level. Are you a DJ company owner that's looking for the secret sauce? Congrats, you found it. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Million Dollar Multi-Op Podcast. I'm your host, David Osborne, with, as always, BlueprintLearn.com. What if a client or employee said... I'll see you in court. What if someone that was close to you, someone that you worked with, someone that you had a relationship with, decided to take legal action against you for some reason? Are you ready? Are you ready? Or are you just hoping that nothing would happen? It's like uh, taking a gamble with car insurance. Are you just assuming that you're never going to get in an accident? Uh, Do you just have the baseline catastrophic? Or do you have the, the higher end? You know, It's like personal preference, but I can tell you that as a solo DJ, a solo op, you're just gambling with your own future and your own financial security. But when you have a multi-op and you have lots of people that work underneath your brand, and if you've gotten far enough where you have full-time staff that counts on their income from your company, you cannot gamble with that many people's livelihoods. That's a sentence, that many people's livelihoods. There, got it. But for real, though, I know that legal is not sexy. I know that it's not the fun parts of business, but it is just core essential. I think you need to have a suite of professionals. On the last solo cast, we talked about the drip matrix. We talked about triaging your time. And the very first quadrant is delegate. You are not a lawyer. You are not a CPA. You are not an insurance broker. So get a little bit dedicated out of your budget and make it happen. Prioritize it. This is the first quarter of 2024. Uh, Matt Radicelli calls it a power quarter. So either you're going to get sleepy and you're going to take a break, or you're going to work on your business and go full throttle. I prefer the second one because uh, I think Gary V used to say before he got all chill, that <laughs> while while you're taking a break, someone else is coming after your business. So, Let that motivate you. Someone out there, the bigger you get, the more DJs you have, the more the likelihood is that something's going to go wrong and your company, your livelihood, everything that you've built can come crashing down in a second. So last week on the podcast, we had Leah Weinberg, a lawyer turned wedding planner turned lawyer again. I DJed her wedding back in 2012 in Atlanta. Then she loved the planning side and the design side. She went off and created color pop in New York city, made a huge name for herself is now a wedding pro educator and has gone back to full-time law. But this time she is uh, bringing a lot of heart and compassion into her practice. Not that she didn't before, but she's bringing that service industry that hospitality vibe back into her law practice. And she is um, helping the event community. She's helping DJ companies. She's helping florists and photographers and, and venues with their contracts and legal agreements to make sure that we are ready to go into events and make sure that we can leave our offices and head out to events knowing that we've got an ironclad protection. So agreements are are super, super important, right? They are the armor. They're your lifeline. They're honestly what stand between you and (laughs) closing your business or coming close because of a mistake or a problem that you didn't foresee. They also create a, a dynamic of mutual trust, they, they speed up trust because people know that there's this legal backing. So they're good. They're essential. Um, I am not a lawyer, nor do I pretend to be one, nor do I play one on TV or even on a podcast. So anything that I say on this podcast is not legal advice. Please do not ever take anything that I say for legal agreements or contracts and go and implement them in your business without first consulting a lawyer, a local one near you. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about client agreements and then employee agreements. Um, I should say first, I think, before we dive in, all lawyers are not created equal. Um, I think you can just look at the example of any profession. You know, I I think the... People in my life sometimes feel like just because someone's a doctor, they immediately say, oh, well, that person's a doctor, so I should trust them. And then like, those people are human beings. <laughs> those are people with their own lives and flaws and imperfections. And there's great doctors, there are terrible doctors, and there's everyone in between. I don't want a terrible lawyer, and I don't want an average lawyer. I don't run an average company, and I don't want an average lawyer. I want an exceptional lawyer that is going to help me and is going to allow me to delegate the thought process of what needs to be done so that I can focus on the stuff that I enjoy and the stuff that I'm good at, which is not the legal side. So this podcast is really gonna focus on just some things that you need to consider and the rest of it's gonna be up to you to go find yourself a local lawyer or if you're in one of the areas that Leah serves, maybe you bring on her team or uh, if you've checked out the podcast, or you've checked out her website, you'll see that she's got a really cool service, kind of like LegalZoom, where there's some templates that you can take to a local lawyer, and then have them just customize them. Which is a great business idea, by the way, for her. Um, I think that's a great way to serve the whole the whole fifty states, and then um, get you know provide value for you, and you know kind of fill that gap. A lot of lawyers don't know the event industry, so they're not really sure what to put in the agreements. So she's kind of saving you a step um, asynchronously, so she doesn't actually have to. Be your personal lawyer to help you. So make sure you check her out. Um, Okay, let's talk about client agreements. I think I don't want to speak out of term, but I'm I would wager that most of you listening have some kind of contract or client agreement for your for your for your your employee. I mean, excuse me, for your for your clients, right? For your weddings, bar mitzvahs, corporate events, you've probably created something. Hopefully it lives maybe in your CRM and you've got some good e-sign capacity. And hopefully a lawyer has created those. I I think when you're starting a company or when you're maybe low on cash, there's there's this sense that you can just go to LegalZoom or you can ask another DJ for their contracts. And man, I'm gonna just advise you so hard against that please, please, please take inspiration from other DJ companies. Please take inspiration from Legal Zoom, but please do not just install those directly as your contracts and ever expect them to hold up in court. Chances are they won't. Uh, I get asked all the time from Blueprint team subscribers. I get asked all the time from DJs and people hitting me up in my DMs. David, I heard you have a training agreement. Can you please send it to me? And I, every single time, please Don't use this. Please take it to a lawyer and make your own. So with your client agreements, please just make sure that it is the kind of agreement that helps protect you and helps protect your client. I think any good contract or any good agreement isn't one-sided. If you entered into an agreement with, let's say, a marketing company and you were the client, you would not want them to have all of the leverage and power in a relationship. That is not healthy. You as a client, when you're in that situation, want to be able to have protections, how to know when, how you can get your retainer or deposit back, or if it's possible, what happens if the company messes up, your clients are entitled to the same kinds of agreements. It cannot be one-sided where you're just like taking people's money and then bullying them into a position where they can't have any rights. You need to, it needs to be spelled out about services that are agreed to, the terms of those services, the times, what happens if You don't provide those services. What happens if they're cut short? What happens if it's, you know, who's the one who decides? How is it decided? All of those things need to go into a client agreement. So you've got your initial contract. And then I also encourage you to have some sort of contract amendment process so that if someone, let's say, adds another service later, perfect example, someone booked a DJ and a ceremony and let's say some uplighting. And then a month before the event, they add on a photo booth. I encourage you to have some sort of contract amendment process where they sign an amendment for the add-on so that it's legally represented in your system and that it's not forgotten about. you need all these things accounted for. Remember these are the these this is this is the dynamic for trust and this is uh, this is what's going to help protect you. Let's take another step employment agreements. I feel like these are the ones that so many people that are listeners sort of get, Uh, I don't want to say wrong, because I don't think I'm in the position to say that you're wrong. But I think a lot of people overlook this. A lot of people, and I know this from conversation, I talk to a lot of people in your position, like you, the listener, I talk to a lot of people in your position. So, okay, you need a few things. You need an employment agreement. So if you hire, if you, okay, if you recruit people and immediately hire them, if that's your flavor, then you need an employee agreement first in your flow. I don't do that. I start with a training agreement. And the reason why is I want there to be a probationary period, which also could be built into an employment agreement, by the way. But the way that we do things, we have a training agreement. So as soon as I'm done interviewing someone, and I know they'd be a good fit for our training program, the very first step is for them to sign a training agreement. It does not have a non-compete in it because they're not a legal employee. You can't do that. They're not employed by you. So you can't actually restrict them or put terms in there the way you would for an actual employee. So what we use, again, I'm in the state of Georgia and I had a lawyer draft this for me. So if you're like, whoa, that sounds great. Take it to your lawyer (laughs) and see what's possible. Our training agreement is essentially a well-crafted NDA or non-disclosure agreement. Basically, it's saying, here are the terms of your training. Here's how you can be excused from training. And then you can um, expect this from your training. And you're going to be entered into a training program where we're going to give you a lot of proprietary information, a lot of you know um, secret sauce, if you will. And you can't go and share that stuff. You can't share that stuff for X number of months or years within this radius. So it's it's similar-ish to a non-compete in that there are some terms like a non-compete would have, but a non-compete would be illegal in this situation. So we we have a training agreement that protects us. And honestly, you know, real real talk, as much of the legal coverage that I like, I'm almost I can't think of a situation where I'm really going to take someone to court over a training agreement. What it does for me and what I really love is it just helps to set the expectation with this trainee that we take this seriously, that this is an entity, that you better take this uh, process seriously. And uh, you you have now agreed to these terms that we've laid out for you. That's the most important part for me. Now, when they become an employee, W-2 employee, there is an employee agreement. It's a contract that spells out terms for payment and payment when they get paid and what's expected of them. There's, we also have standard operating procedures they have to sign. We have employee handbooks they have to sign. There's W-4. There's, uh, there's the, we do direct deposit. We have all kinds of onboarding documents, but an employment, employment agreement is part of it. it. There's a lot of standard things that are employment agreements that a lawyer can help you with, but you can also put some little special sauce in there that's you know, just for your brand and uh, is proprietary. The, another really overlooked agreement is the subcontractor agreement. Now, there's two types. There's the, hey, all my DJs are 1099s, which I'm going to caution you. There's some legislation coming out soon nationwide. It's going to make it really hard for you to have 1099s on your team. But if you have all 1099s on your team, eh, you need to have agreements for them. What a contractor agreement means. Meaning we're spelling out the terms of our relationship, what it means to be a 1099, Uh, about invoicing and payment and equipment and client relationships. Everything's spelled out in that agreement. The other part to a subcontractor agreement is let's say you're doing fusion, like you're a DJ with uh, sax and percussion, and you've got that in your multi-op. You need to have contractor agreements for everyone who's interacting at events with your brand. So if you've got a saxophone player, what you should have terms like alcohol and drug policies um, dress code, because if they were to, let's say, get drunk at an event and royally mess up and harass people, you as the multi-op company owner or manager, you need to have the legal protection knowing that they agreed to those terms. They violated those terms and they're a subcontractor. So they are the ones in violation. Okay. That's super important. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of the really big multi-ops that I'm aware of that I'm friends with that, uh, I would call them enterprise level. They do a lot of subcontracting of other services, meaning let's say they they don't do photo booths internally. Maybe they just work with a photo booth team in their market and they have this other company fulfill all their photo booths. You better have an agreement with that company that both of you sign. I promise you it's, it's really, really important. Now these documents start to rack up. You're going to end up with a lot of them, but you need a lot of them. <laughs> okay. Um, we you have to be able to keep them on file, so someone has to be able to sign them. So, like I think the most popular way to sign things is DocuSign. That's a great one. What we do is we actually use DJ Event Planner, and we will put in our um, the person as a client. We have internal statuses and admin statuses that keep it out of our event counts and that sort of thing. And then it allows them to use our e-sign option. And then we have the records in DJ Event Planner. We just save a PDF copy in a Google Drive. So we've got you know every single employee's got a google drive folder with their license and all of their signed documents everything just lives in one place so it's really easy to access but i cannot stress it enough that legal protection is so vital and i would put you know a cpa in that category insurance in that category you need to have a little a little all-star team of people that help protect your business and help make sure that you are compliant and ready to do business and ready to knock it out of the park Guys, this has been a valuable topic that I hope you got some good value out of. As always, we've got great free resources on blueprintlearn.com slash resources. I'm going to tease that in the next few weeks, we're going to be coming out with some real amazing sauce on that resource page. So be looking out for that. And then this solo cast drops on February the 7th, 2024. And just a week and a half after this solo cast drops, which is why I'm mentioning it here um, is mobile entertainment expo. And this year I will be there. I will be speaking on Wednesday. Oh man. I don't even, I can't even think of the date. I'll tell you what, I'm going to pull up my calendar and tell you the actual date. So I don't forget it's the 21st, February 21st, 2024 at 2 PM. I'm speaking on a topic. It's called magnify your Multiop." that's happening. And then really exciting news is our DJ Ian who works for our company he actually helps produce this podcast. He has uh, gotten into the DJ takeover on Monday night in the casino. So, I would love to see if you're a listener, come out and support Ian. Come to the talk. Uh, let's let's share a conversation. Let's you know, let's cross paths in the casino. Make sure to come say hey. I want to know you. I Want to shake hands with you? I want to you know like I want to see the people who are listeners and um, come out and say hey. So again, that's coming up soon. And uh, we got some amazing other podcasts in the pipeline that you're going to be experiencing in the next few weeks. So enjoy and we'll see you on the next one.